welcome to our Drop the Stem podcast. Here with me is Adam Kelly. You might be familiar with his name because he won the award to come to USES at Intel ISEF this year and also another award as well. So I won the best of category in system software and I won the Dudley S. Hirschbach award to go to uh, SIYSS in the Nobel Prize ceremony in Sweden. Oh my god, that's awesome. Give me a high five. I've been there last year. Oh, so are you, are you waiting for it? Um, yeah, it's it's very soon. Um, I had to make a poster and a video and it took a while. But yeah, no, I'm very excited, so it should be good. Yes, absolutely. It will be an amazing experience. And you get the whole tour like ICEF uses and size. So it's been a pretty busy year for you, right? Yeah, so uh, school has been somewhat put to the side. But, uh, well, yeah. you got to do what you got to do. and. Well, this year, especially when you're in high school, you really got to focus on research because that's when you gain new experiences and yeah. that will help you further along. But, okay, I want to hear about your project because if you receive best of category, this must be a good one. Yeah, so my project is about quantum computing. So when you talk about the very, very small scales and you introduce quantum mechanics, a few years ago, some guys had an idea to use these principles to do computation. And since then, there's been a lot of work gone into the development of this field. And a very important aspect of that is simulation. So what my project looks at is trying to simulate quantum computers as effectively as possible. So trying to make sure it's low on memory, does it quickly, and then can actually simulate as much stuff as is possible. So. As overall, what my project does, it means you can simulate things faster than existing approaches to simulation. Okay, sounds very interesting. So you heard the elevator talk, right? Mm -hmm. So what's your main uh, vision of your project is, is working and improving uh, quantum computers. Mm -hmm. So uh, what were your experimental settings? You had the basic idea, but how did it move along further? Yeah, so it's primarily a software project given that it's simulation. Mm -hmm. So I initially began with a type of simulation called state vector simulation. And by just taking textbook definitions, putting them straight into Python, it was about 100 lines of code. It was very inefficient, but it did work. And that's where I sort of got interested in quantum computing. I put it onto Hacker News. I got about 600 stars on GitHub, a few articles. A lot of people were quite interested. And then I sort of put it to the side. I got into a few other things and then I came to a science fair season and I was trying to think back through all the different things I was interested in and I sort of thought okay well I did this little bit of work on this very very basic simulation I wonder what the current research is like and I, I had sort of seen that GPUs were being used quite heavily in machine learning to improve the training of neural networks and those sorts of tasks because they're just very good at just brute force crunching of numbers so I sort of wondered, I wonder, could that be used in quantum computing? And could I use a GPU to improve my very bad simulation? So that was sort of where I, my very first sort of title of my project, it was um, Hardware Acceleration for Simulating Quantum Computers. So I you know, read through lots of literature. I didn't even have a GPU at the time, so I was renting Amazon uh, virtual machines with GPUs by the minute, and it was uh, very stressful, And but I did, eventually figure out how to do it and then how to avoid all things like race conditions and memory management and trying to reduce the amount of cloning of memory. So I did eventually come up with an approach for doing GPU simulation 
and the the methods were quite quite good so that was my very first science fair and I did that was sort of the regional level so I entered that and then over the summer between then and the national um, I then tried to branch it out more I implemented the my algorithms for distributed systems so like when you have loads of different nodes and then you have to try and reduce the amount of communication between them because that becomes the bottleneck and so that was my my project for one fair that I went to which is called SciFest and so I won that nationally and I ended up going to ICEF with that prize and in between then so Ireland so I'm from Ireland just to, just to say so Ireland has two national fairs there is SciFest and there's the BT Young Scientist so I'd also heard, so if you win the Young Scientist you can't enter SciFest but if you win SciFest you still can enter the Young Scientist so I wanted to do both, so I, but I didn't want to do the exact same thing. So I tried to see how I could expand my work. So I sent a few emails to a few different university lecturers and sort of asked, begged for a few, few phone calls and some advice. And I got sent a good list of papers to read and I started to find out that there was other types of simulation that could be done. And so I sort of wondered, I wonder if there is a way that I can take in an arbitrary sort of instructions, set of instructions for a quantum computer, and then could I process that in the most efficient way possible, and then simulate it efficiently, and then output it without the user's input. So that was sort of the, the guiding idea under my, my Young Scientist project, and then what I sort of brought to ISF and USIS. So what it is now in slightly more detail is that you, you you give the software a quantum circuit, so that's um, given in a textual format, it then parses that, it'll then look at the different properties of the circuit, and then it looks at all the different simulation methods, it parameterizes sort of the runtime and the memory, tries to figure out which will be the most efficient, and then once it selects a type of simulation, it'll then go and optimize the actual instructions it's given to be suited for that architecture. And then that all ends up being about well, it's very hard to say exactly how fast because it depends on what you're simulating, but it, between 20 and 150 times faster. Wow, numbers don't lie. And um, it's really interesting how you move into from that project idea. And I know that for young scientists, you sometimes have to knock on those doors to receive that scientific help because if you don't go for it, it will not be just fall from the sky into your hands. So yeah. you gotta put in the hard work. And also what you've been doing is a very uh, crucial field of science and um, it's applied sciences, if we can say that. Yeah, I, I would, I would so, um, in terms of application, um, quantum computers, for those who are not familiar with the concept, where could be used, uh, where are they implemented in real life? Yeah, so, for actual uses of quantum computers, we're very, at the very, very early stages mm -hmm. of development. So, there's nothing that a quantum computer can do that your phone can't do ten times better. Um, but that doesn't mean that people aren't still trying to come up with how it will be used. So there's sort of two main categories of problems that are well suited to, to the current sort of algorithms that they have for quantum computers. They would be things like solving optimization problems and then solving specific mathematical problems which lead to, to more interesting applications. So to give an example, um, optimization problems is very, very general. And if you can write a problem in terms of 
um, a slightly more technical version, which is finding eigenvalues, then you can apply something like called VQE variational quantum eigensolver. And then that uses a quantum computer to vary the different parameters and try to minimize um, sort of minimize some property, whatever you want. And that can be used for things like traveling salesman problem, for finding bond lengths and the amount of energy and in, in, in molecules and chemistry. So they're quite the more the headline applications. And then in terms of sort of quantum first algorithms, if you want to call them that, you have things like um, factoring which is based on period finding, that's a sort of mathematical problem, and then things like Grover's algorithm for search. So there is algorithms, they're not going to do anything very fancy, but it's quite an interesting field because there is so much going on. Absolutely, and for the advancement of science, it's like more specific fields, and uh, it goes into detail and really helps and eases the lives of scientists, which is, can we say that? When most of the quantum computers at the moment have to be very stored in very very specific conditions yeah. so really really cold really like no noise no like you can't be banging off it like it's not like a computer yeah. at home it's, it's like a huge massive. box yeah i yeah. saw in pictures and the yeah. chips are like that small and then mm -hmm. the fridge is mm, like a thousand times bigger so most of them you can access at the moment is done through the cloud. So you can I access IBM's quantum computer mm -hmm. over the internet and the same with that uh, one by Rigetti. But there's queues, there's wait times. Yeah. So the way you would need simulation is so that maybe you would try a small scale version of your algorithm. Mm -hmm. You would test it, debug it, figure out if your code works, and then you would scale it up on a quantum computer. And then also in quantum computing, things are somewhat probabilistic. But those probabilities, or the, the complex numbers representing those probabilities, they can't be accessed directly. All you can do is keep running your, your, your quantum computer and sort of see what the distribution looks like. Um, whereas when you have a simulation, you can see what those complex numbers are. And that's something that you couldn't even do if you had a quantum computer. So that's why it's sort of an important thing to do. And then obviously, making it faster well, making it faster and more memory efficient means you can simulate, do bigger simulations. But even for, for small-scale simulations, things like the, the variational quantum eigensolver, um, the current applications, like you can simulate a, like a, a two hydrogen molecule, two hydrogen atoms, for example, and that takes two or three qubits. But you need to run it 600 or 1,000 times. So if you can even have a little increase in speed, for each one, it then multiplies and compounds, and especially when you move up. So. And especially that's why you've uh, done the runtime optimization and all those um, aspects to um, increase speed and increase the rate of processing the information. Yeah. Absolutely. So you've entered ISAF and now uses. What do you most enjoy about these scientific championships? And we can say conferences because we get to know a lot of projects as well. Yeah. Um, Definitely the, the people, it's, it's, it's a, bit, a little bit cliche, but like I've made so many friends through science fairs and through conferences as well that I still talk to. So definitely, definitely the people. And then also learning about other areas of, of science. Like I, I don't do any biology, but I've learned about some fields of research that I never would have heard of before because it's not my sort of area, which is nice. Yeah, it's like you're expanding your horizons and if anyone is from the ISAF gang is watching, shout out to you. <laughs>
You have, I think, like almost 150 projects from different fields, as you mentioned, and it's just cool to hear about their work as well. And um, when I'm doing this podcast, I'm really interested to showing the person beyond the project board. Question I ask sometimes because we all have um, some people in our lives, or it could be like a scientist living in the past, or anyone, an influential person who you look up to. So, who is that in your um, case? Um. It's hard to pick one. Um, it would sort of depend on the on the fields. So, like in in physics, for example, Richard Feynman. It's the, the very sort of canonical. Feynman, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Because um, like I've read some of his books, and I, I I bought one of my friends all the Feynman lecture books for his birthday, and really 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 great explainer, and his work is very interesting as well. And then in other fields, it would be slightly different. So, I really enjoy. I read a few books from, like, for example, G. H. Hardy, who's a mathematician from Cambridge, which is a very sort of inspiring story because there's a lot of history there, especially with the mathematician Ramanujan. But also his work is very interesting as well, and he has a really good number theory book. So, yeah, it's it hard. It can to get pick. quite complex and imaginary, right? Yeah, it's it's but, but for science because of the complex imaginary numbers of just yeah. Yeah, well, um, Hardy worked on. A lot of stuff with the Riemann zeta function okay. as well, uh, but he didn't he didn't solve the big problem. So yeah. all right, but it's still an interesting thing to read. So we've got a book recommendations as well. So closing up, I want to ask you that. Of course, we are in Sofia, Bulgaria, which is like in a Mediterranean part. So the weather is a bit warmer than in Ireland it is right now. So what do you enjoy about being here? Um, well, we got to see Sofia. Uh, yesterday, we um, we have the student organizers here, sort of brought us around. It's it's a lot nicer than I thought it would be. Like, there's a lot of sort of very um, beautiful, like big buildings, and we saw some nice libraries. And I I, I didn't really know what to expect because I I never thought I'd end up going to Bulgaria because it's just never some somewhere I thought of going. And there's not even any direct flights from Ireland, but like it's a lot warmer than I thought. That's the that's the most striking. Like I brought a lot of thick clothes because. <laughs> But it's it's very very warm. It's it's kind of like a big temperature difference between night and day. So you are prepared for the nighttime, like say. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's full of culture and history, just as you mentioned, a lot of libraries and also churches as well. So it's a great place of organization. Thank you for giving me this interview, and I hope your judging went great. <laughs> yeah, I hope it did too. Yes, well, we'll figure it out tomorrow. And thank you for tuning in. You can access us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and also on YouTube as well if you want to get the visuals. Hey guys, I'm tuning in from home. I just wanted to let you guys know that Adam won first prize of 7,000 euros at Uses this year. I already said this to him personally, but now in front of a larger audience as well. Congratulations!